Please turn to Psalm 112. This psalm is about the blessings and responsibilities of the man that feareth the Lord. That's from verses 1 through 9. And then verses 10 is the contrast to that. It's the wicked and what he does. As I read through this, I ask that you look for characteristic traits that maybe we can work on to be more like the man that feareth the Lord, that the Lord's pleased with. So I'll go ahead and read Psalm 112. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteousness. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. I just want to focus on a couple verses. First of all, I want to focus on verse 4. These three attributes that we see here, gracious, full of compassion and righteousness, are exemplified by God. Those are God's attributes, among many others. We're the children of God. We should have those attributes in our lives as well. If we have those attributes, we're going to be like the first part. We're going to be like a light that rises up in a dark world. We live in a dark and sinful world. If we're full of compassion, gracious and righteous, when we walk into a room, we will light it up. And that's what this psalm is teaching us. It's also teaching that if we're upright, and we know God's Word, and we have it in our hearts, whenever we walk into a room, we can see, like have a flashlight right in front of us, because we know all around is wickedness. Yes. But when we know God's Word and we hide it in our hearts, then we can see with a pure and clean light right in front yes. of us when everyone else is wandering around in darkness. Yes. Isn't it glorious when the sun peeks over the earth in the morning as the sun rises and gets rid of the darkness? Yes. That's like a glorious man with these traits that everyone knows about him, comes into a room, it lightens up the room, it brightens up everything. Let's try to be like that, that sunlight that comes in and brightens up the day. Now, I'm going to go through these three attributes. First of all, gracious. The dictionary defines it as courteous, kind, and pleasant. I've got some more definitions, just bear with me. Some might say graciousness was never taught at home. It's a difficult thing to do. I don't know what being gracious is. Here's a verse, Luke 4.22. And all bear him witness, and wondered at the gracious words which proceedeth out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? So it really doesn't matter our background, our name, right. our parents. True. We need to be gracious because we're, if we're going to be called the sons of God, we need to be gracious like God. Right. Some more definitions of gracious, graciousness are charming. Polite, condescending, compassionate, agreeable, thoughtful, discreet, and gentle. 
Everyone in here is smart enough to know when, we, when you go into a room, you can look around and in just a few minutes know who are the gracious people yes. and who are not the gracious right. people. Let's all try to be those gracious yes. people. So when someone comes in here, they can't find any people that are not gracious. Yes, Lord. You know, let's, let's not be the opposite of gracious by being selfish, loud, moody, and basically not Christ-like at all. Right. Let's be gracious. Most importantly for graciousness is because God has been so gracious to us. Yes. He has done so much for us. Why can't we try to be gracious to others? Right. Psalm 103.8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Amen. Can we not be a little gracious when God has been so gracious to us? The next one, full of compassion. Compassion is defined as sympathetic pity and concern for the suffering or misfortune of others. The word compassion is used 42 times in our Bibles. I went through each one of them. The majority are the Lord having compassion on His saints and the Gospels, and then God having compassion on the tribes in Israel, even when they sinned repeatedly. That is having compassion. I don't think I would have that much compassion if they kept sinning over and over. I'd just say, okay, I'm done with you. I'm going to clean the earth again like I did with Noah. We'll start over. The Lord's not that way. He's full of compassion. Psalm 145, verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. Yes. Sounds just like Psalm 103.8, doesn't it? And it's repeated throughout the Psalms. We can fulfill this attribute by thinking about others. We've just heard this recently. I hope someone remembers a little bit of it. It wasn't too long ago, maybe last week, the week before. So can we do someone? Can we do something for someone else, another family? It doesn't take much time or money or effort, but it shows that we're the true children of God. I had a small little list of things, and I know some of these have been done recently. Is there a yard that can be cut? Just think, this is something you could actually do. Is there a yard that could be cut? Is there a dinner that could be prepared? Is there a soul that could be comforted just by communicating, listening, and praying with? That doesn't cost you anything. Maybe a few minutes. Are there children that don't get enough attention? Maybe you could sit down and talk to them, see how they're doing. Ask about their schooling. That's full of compassion. Instead of trying to go to the higher ups in the church or social settings, I want to talk to you know the vice president instead of the people that are haven't got that status. That's full of compassion. You're always worried about everyone, no matter what their status in life is. Right. And First Peter three eight says, finally, be all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Amen. Third thing, righteous. This is defined as morally right, virtuous, justifiable, and excellent. A righteous man is one, is one that keeps God's commandments out of love of him and his saints. Righteous men walk with God, which require three things. Daily reading, prayer, and meditation upon him. A righteous man may sin, but he doesn't sin continually. He gets out of it, begs God for forgiveness, and gets away from it. Does everyone that know you personally, socially, or professionally know that you're a righteous person and would never compromise your beliefs to get a promotion or to get ahead in life? Is that your character? Does everyone know that character trait about you wherever you go? doesn't matter if you're in church. It's easier to do in church because everyone expects it. What about at your job? What about at a social setting? 
Does everyone know that you're that righteous person that won't, you know, fib a number here, fake a signature here, anything like that? But you're always honest and righteous. Psalm 106.3 says, Blessed are they that keep thy, thy judgment, and he that doeth righteousness at all times. You want to be blessed, do righteousness at all times. Right. Matthew 5.6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Yeah. If we want to be righteous, hunger and thirst after it, because God will fill us. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I want to be a light in this world, in this dark world. Everywhere around us is darkness. We can be that light. We can be that light to others to make them shine as an example. They see us, you know, doing everything right, being righteous, full of compassion. I want to be like that. I want to be like that light. We can do that, and others will follow if you do it correctly. And more importantly, I want to do that for God. I want, I want Him to look down and say, there is a servant. He's being a light in the world of this darkness. And be pleased. Verse 7. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Yes. Evil tidings. Evil is immoral, wicked, sinful, maliciousness. Tidings is just news or communication. So you can mix those two words however you want. Immoral news, wicked communication. That's what evil tidings is. This verse is referring to a man that is fixed in trusting in the Lord, not to be tossed to and fro with the evil that's surrounding us. Yes. We live in a world of wickedness. Immoral news is everywhere. Sinful communica- communication is in the media everywhere. Malicious men are looking for ways to destroy Christians. Let's be saints that are on solid ground, Amen. trusting in the Lord above all things, and we won't be moved by these evil communications. Sometimes things can creep in and even worry God's children. It can happen. But I'm going to tell you a few ways to make sure it doesn't happen to us. Evil tidings in our generation, I just made a list of some of these things. These are not you know, limited to, but can include compromising friends, contemporary Christianity, most radio broadcasting, television, mocking authority, accepting abortion and gay marriage, being afraid of those threats in the news that never turn out to be anything, government conspiracies, labor unions, and the list goes on. You know, we all come from different backgrounds, but something's going to come in evil communication and affect one of us. Let's try not to let that happen. And I've got three, my final points are three points of how to not let that happen. First, we need to read and memorize God's Word. Does anybody remember back in April when I had four ways to remember to read God's Word on a daily basis? I won't ask for hands. But there are ways that we can have, you know, ways to remember that on a daily basis and people to remind you to do it. Is memorizing God's a top priority in your life? I hope it is. Here's two verses. Proverbs 4.23 Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Also, Psalm 73.31 The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. If the law of God is in our hearts, we're not going to let evil communication slip in and steal it away. So we read daily, think about it daily. Second, we need to pray. God expects us to pray to keep evil communication away from us. God expects us to expects us to pray to stand fast for His sake and for His glory. Psalm one nineteen twenty nine, remove from me the way of lying and grant me Thy law graciously. Yes. That's David asking the the Lord get evil communi- get evil away from me, please, and give me Your word. Right. 
2 Thessalonians 3, 2-3, And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith, but the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Amen. That should be the prayer for us, to, for the Lord to keep us from evil. Finally, stay away from evil communication. We all have to go out in the workforce or school, um, shopping, everything else. So we're going to run into it. There's TVs everywhere. There's Internet everywhere. There's newspapers everywhere. Stay away from it as much as possible, and you won't get fed up with it. or you won't. The devil won't have a place to creep in as easily. 1 Corinthians 15.33, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. If we're away from these evil devices and evil places where the devil can creep in, they're not going to creep in as easily, especially if we're praying and we're reading the Bible on a daily basis. So let's be careful in what communication we allow into our lives. Let's read and memorize God's Word so that we will know when evil things are trying to seep seep into our lives. Finally, Let's stay fixed on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and trusting in Him and Him alone. We should be the light of our lives while here on earth and we can be an example to others with our light and by trusting on our Creator, we should never be afraid for God will be our refuge. Amen.